So I took some tears off my eyes and I, and I put it on his forehead. Listening to Let Your Voice Be Heard. It's a logical fallacy, and I, I know that, but, you know, as always, and maybe the rest of the panel can tell you, I play a bit of the uh, devil's advocate because I am the lone black Republican up here. He just made a fool out of himself. I mean, you can look at Dennis Rodman and think he's making a fool out of himself. We know Barack Obama, what he was like, anti-war, government... Uh, the... Boy, that escalated quickly. I gotta jump into a rally to save a hospital here in Brooklyn in just a minute. I stopped working on my dissertation the second my grandmother died. I am a blazing liberal who can uh-huh. have a Republican-leaning ideology to give me enough beers. You know, I got to get you that Illuminati thesaurus. Once you get that, you're going to be able to speak in the same language I can speak. Now, a white person with a criminal record is more likely to get a job than a black person without one. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. The point of financial stability and economic justice is that you're free from confines of society and you have more freedom and to make your own choices. Just in general, people who have money tend to have more access to resources to be able to use in their defense versus people that don't have money. So you see a lot of, you know, lower in, and that's really a class issue and, and race does come into play. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Thank you so much for hanging with us. And if you've been tuning in, you just heard a very intense and lively, spirited discussion about the future of the Democratic Party. I know we here at Let Your Voice Be Heard had a lot more to say and we'll be continuing to follow that issue. But for now, we're finally getting to our very special in-studio guest. We have Laura Land in studio with us. She's been sitting here amidst the madness, <laughs> um, very patiently um, waiting. Sorry, Laura. I know, right? Uh, Stanley had to apologize. No, no, <laughs> I was captivated by that conversation. Oh well, thank you so much. So, so Laura is actually a certified. Ashtanga yoga teacher and she's a business owner Uh, she's on a mission to heal and empower the community here in Harlem as well as the world now back in June 2011 Laura opened up Land Yoga which is a yoga arts and wellness center in the heart of Harlem she also developed a community program a number of them. Uh, one of them was Harlem Earth Day, Soul Fest, and Women Who Wow. And before she settled in Harlem, she taught yoga and mindful living around the world. She even spent three months in post-genocide Rwanda bringing yoga to he- to the survivors. Uh, she also went to India, where she worked with HIV-positive children bringing yoga and meditation Back in 2008 and 2009. Plus, on top of that, she has her own non-for-profit. It is called Three and a Half Acres Yoga, Yoga, which she helps underserved communities improve critical life coping skills. And the organization works with Harlem youth and local yo- uh, law enforcement, inspiring connection through mindful practices. So when do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> so thank you so much again, Laura, for, for joining us here. She is, again, our official dreamer and doer. The last dreamer and doer we have of 2016, and we always like to go out the year with a bang. So a rising could, dog pose. Right. So it, <laughs> that was a good one. So it, it couldn't have gotten any better with you. So I wanted to start off by talking about Land Yoga Studio, that's located on Frederick Douglass Boulevard, again, right here in Harlem. When and why did you decide to open up a yoga studio here in Harlem? Well, um, I moved to Harlem first, and I always say I was called here. I really don't know. I was just 
set on living here. I had been abroad in Rwanda and India for a year, like you talked about, and I had been priced out of my Brooklyn apartment, and I was like, where am I going to go next? And Harlem kept calling my name. So I moved here um, about two years before I actually opened the studio, even a little bit longer, and I walked around the neighborhood, as you do when you walk around a new neighborhood, and get to know the people and, and the services here, and I just thought, wow, you know, this community could use a yoga studio. And I, I actually felt sick to my stomach, like, I have to do this thing. I'm in the place, the right time, the right place. It, I have the skills to do it. Almost in that moment when you're like, I don't want to do this. Don't let this be on me, <laughs> you know, but so called to do it that I had no choice. Wow. So Harlem called you. Yeah. Wow. And you found such purpose here. Now, with the studio here, do you offer um, ever offer free ca- classes or anything like that? Yeah, we do. The free classes that we offer are often outside the studio, um, in the parks, in the schools, uh, all over Harlem. And sometimes in the studio as well. You know, we do uh, scholarship students uh, once in a while um, who show that they really want the practice. You know, we want the studio to be open to to anyone that really wants it. Um, And then again, we do a lot of that uh, free offerings through the nonprofit. Well, why do you think it's so important for you to bring yoga, this historical spiritual practice here to Harlem? I have seen through my life, through this practice, what it has done for me. And then I went out in the world and I saw what it could do, even in the most dire circumstances. And I, I witnessed that. And so when I decided to make Harlem my home, that's what you do in your home. You know, I really believe in giving back in your own community and like that circle of that and where you can be every day. I can't be in India every day. I can't be in Rwanda every day. And there's there are issues with nonprofits and service work where you're going around the world because you're leaving people and you need to stay, right? You need to stay and be there every day to build trust and to build longevity um, within a program that you start. And sustainability within that programming. Some of the long-term goals we have are to teach our students to be teachers, right? So to give them job and empower them to be the teacher, right? I don't want to keep teaching. Let them teach. No, that's very true. Alyssa? Yeah, and I think you've touched upon some of this. But, of course, I, I, I have to ask the difficult questions, which is, um, you know, obviously you're in Harlem. She asked about free classes. There's always this issue of gentrification when you come to Harlem and you open up something like a yoga studio. Um, and it seems to me like you have good intentions and that you want to empower people. So how do you reconcile the issue of gentrification with what you're doing and trying to bring yoga to Harlem to somewhere where you love and where you now live? No, absolutely. It's a fair question. I'm a white woman, as you see. So, I mean, I, Puerto Rican. <laughs> I try to get away with that sometimes. Uh, <laughs> after this vote, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to be in that category. Um, you know, that's true. That's true. And I think uh, it's very important to be of your community, to listen to the community, not to feel like you're going in and I'm here to fix anyone. Um, I come here with a skill that, you know, I have studied for many, many years. Um, I actually uh, teach and study a very specific kind of yoga called Ashtanga Yoga that you can only learn in India. There are not that many people that have this skill. If I can bring it to my community um, and people want it, and I'm not pushing it on anyone, but if someone comes to me for that skill and I can bring it here, then then I'm being of service, you know, And, and certainly it's a choice. You don't you don't have to take yoga. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um I actually have done yoga before. Um they kicked me out because I kept grunting, but no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. never done yoga. So what has been some of your experiences or what's been the community's response to the 
the new yoga shop store. Studio. The, <laughs> her, her yoga studio is actually not that new, but how has the community been responding to no, it? No, I had an incredible response um, from day one, I have to say. And, and honestly, when I first moved to Harlem, I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't as educated in race issues. Um, and there was a lot I had to learn, and I'm still learning. I mean, we are always learning. And growing and and these issues are very complicated, especially, you know, if you weren't raised and grown up around a lot of people of color, you know, which I wasn't, you know, so I had to learn um, issues that I didn't understand, you know, and I'm still learning and I still make mistakes. So I feel really grateful that I've been welcomed here. Um, I guess I'm doing something right. I strive to do better (laughs) and and I'm learning as I go. And, And, you know, we do we make mistakes. But the important thing are conversations. Right. The important thing are conversations like this. And and to be honest and open to learning and to uh, and to admitting when we do make our mistakes. Definitely. So I want to talk about your non-for-profit. I know at one point uh, you were do you were servicing the LGBTQ youth uh, who suffer from AIDS and HIV. How would you say yoga and your organization help these people in particular? Yeah, well, now, finally, the science behind yoga is really coming out. So, um, and the science behind stress as it relates to illness. Um, You know, we say that all the time, like stress is a killer and stress leads to, you know, all these illnesses. But I I don't think we take it in as serious as it is. Um, You know, when you have the stress going on in the body, a lot of things are happening, right? With hormone secretion, with your, um, your heart rate. And so yoga is really answering that. It's really answering that. So it, it, it has, my teacher always said before we even did the studies that yoga is a science and that one day they will come and show that through study. So now we're seeing that, um, you know, it can really reduce some of the symptoms of these illnesses, um, which are brought on by stress. Certainly when we're not healthy, um, there's a lot of anxiety around that, especially, you know, if we are going through dying, which, you know, once we're alive, we are going through dying. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, just helping people to take a breath um, and to reduce their stress and helping them to think more clearly because when you're stressed, you can't make good decisions. And I think that's one of the greatest things that we offer through yoga is giving people a space to think, to look inward and to get clarity. Do you think that LGBTQ youth in particular are in need or or, or could really appreciate this service in particular? I do. I do. Because I think especially the trans community right now, they have a really hard time um, getting jobs, right? Because we know this. There's lots of studies on this. You know, people hire for likability and they hire people that seem the same as them, that they could relate to. And so if you have someone sitting in front of you that you can't identify their gender or they can confuse you, you know, they're less likely to get hired. Um, And so again, like they're struggling, right? Not hired, not, you know, you don't have enough money, you're not, you know, accepted. So So what do you do particularly for those type of people? Well, just that we, my organization is specifically partnered with organizations like Harlem United and their home center, which serves that community. So um, we're really available to serve the LGBTQ communities in, in Harlem. Um, we've also worked with Ali Forney Center, and um, and I've received a couple emails and calls in the past week for some other um, LGBT youth organizations that are asking us to come in. Um, it's just the same things we would do for anyone. It's just that we're really looking at specifically people that are having a really tough time just going through life, and specifically people that might come in contact um, with local law enforcement to 
be in a better state. So some of the organizations that we're talking to right now are like the Justice Court. Um, so people coming out of incarceration, mm. um, trying to reintegrate, just dealing with that daily stress. So again, giving them a space to breathe, giving them a space to think, um, reducing that stress. Um, and remember, when you're not stressed, you're presenting a different version of yourself, which is also mm. helpful. It's so true. Can I just say, I got to the studio extra early. I don't know if you guys noticed how, like, chippy I was. I felt like a different version of myself. Because, like, it's hard enough for me to get somewhere on time. But early, she's I was no, like, time nowhere. I was like, hold on. Is she this how today. it feels she to be early? Literally. Mm-hmm. Stanley, quick question. Quick answer. Okay, so you oh, didn't no, have I a question. I have a question, yeah. So one of, one of the questions I had for you is, like, you're dealing with people who are facing a lot of trauma. So, and... And I, t- I take it that we're similar in that we absorb energy. And that sounds really weird when I say that out loud. But, like, how is it, like, dealing with that, like, trying to work with someone who's dealing with that trauma and then not being overburdened by that 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 pain, that energy? That's a great question. Uh, and I train teachers how to teach yoga specifically to uh, trauma populations. So it's a different training that we have to give them. Um, and the first and most foremost thing is self-care, right? So you have to come, you have to be doing the work yourself. If you're not doing the yoga, if you're not doing the breathing, if you're not in the right space, don't come in and try to fix someone else. Else, right yeah. like we were talking about because if you have inner resentment like oh I, I wish I was home sleep or something people feel that mm. right and and they, they feel you coming in with that and you you're better to just leave them to work on them we told Stanley that today I have a hangover and <laughs> when I he came in crushing it right now, like okay? literally but continue thank you so much for just preaching we needed to hear that thank you well the other thing is right we're that's the ideal we're not always our best perfect self sometimes we're hungover sometimes we didn't get enough sleep but when you have the craft right also you can get through that right exactly. so if you have your craft on then you know you don't even feel that because when you get in there you're like in that zone you're in that mode um and then when you come out you gotta you gotta let it go right you gotta let it go and it's a lot about knowing that we're all in process not taking it with you um forgiving yourself knowing that your intentions are right and that we make mistakes and that we're learning and growing and healing together so not as if lara wasn't already bomb and doing everything she's also no the new phrase millennial term is bomb not the bomb stanley it's just bomb so anyway i was born in in the 80s i'm a 90s kid (laughs) well hey so uh, somebody taught me that but hey it's caught on i want to say on top of everything else she's also been working as a yoga activist to fight uh, human trafficking. Can you talk more about your work as this uh, yoga activist stopping uh, uh, human trafficking? Well, Yoga Stops Traffic, which is not my organization, but it was an organization started by Ashtanga yoga students in India. Um, again, with this idea that when you're in a community, you're going there very often. And, you know, in my tradition, we I go to India every year to continue to study with my teacher, as many Ashtanga yoga students and teachers do. Um, when you see something going on in that community, which has given you so much, I mean, it's literally given us our livelihoods by giving us yoga. Um, we shouldn't just take from the community, but we should be aware of what's going on there and give back as much as possible. So um, there, there's a human trafficking problem all over the world, frankly. Um, it's it's very much so in India. Um, and so that's what some of the students got together to really help with that issue there. And and I help with it here as much as I can. Now, don't you guys have a, a, st- a global stop trafficking day? Yes. So can you talk more about that and what you do uh, during this day in particular? So Yoga Stops Traffic, um, yoga studios, specifically Ashtanga Yoga Studios around the world, um, they do don- classes where they donate the money to um, to help 
rescue, actually this organization India does is it rescues um, young girls who have been trafficked and sometimes boys as well. Um, it gives them a home and puts them through school. Um, so it's pretty amazing what they do. I mean, they literally go in and raid. Um, they have to go in and do raids to rescue wow. these children. Yeah. Have you seen that or, or participated in that in any way? Well, or do you no. just do you just work with the victims after they've been rescued? She's Is that what you do? Team six. <laughs> I have been to uh, to the homes where they where they go um, after. I mean, they they mo- mostly can't go back to their original home for many different reasons. The stigma um, in in India, particularly, you know, if they. Um, had already been trafficked. Also, sometimes, unfortunately, the parents have sold them into um, into this life, you know, based on false information, but still the value of, especially the value of a girl, um, not where it should be, all over the world. Um, so sometimes they'll sell them into these drug trafficking, uh, sex trafficking rings. So a lot of times they can't go back home, but there's, a, you know, a really beautiful facility group home. They get great education. And now um, they're doing a lot of education through this organization, Odinati, on um, to teach people, don't sell your children. They're not going to a good place. You know, um, the value of a girl uh, and especially we're still worth something, even if we've been through a trauma. Right. So right. all these sort of basic things that we know, but they're not basic if you haven't been taught. Well, you know, you're doing so much um, here in Harlem, around the world, India, as you spoke about. What do you dream to do as our dreamer doer? What is it that you are aspiring to do? Oh, thank you. You see, I'm smiling because I love to keep dreaming and keep building. Um, and, you know, the studio, it's five and a half years old. Um, it's doing really well. I, I give so much thanks for that. Of course, we want more and more people to keep coming in. And I've started doing more and more trips around the world, taking people to places that have a really charged energy to help open your mind, transform your energy, see things differently, um, and bring home the best parts of that place. So we're we're going to Iceland this summer. Wow! Some spots, if you want to join me. Wow! I mean, Selena, maybe. I know. Maybe layaway for tickets. Stanley wants to know if there's a layaway plan. Listen, yes, I've been actually teaching people, you know, how to manifest more money and how to put away and saying instead of gifts. Ask for some help with your travel this coming year, right? Because that travel stays with you forever. Travel is so important. You know, when you you read my story, that's what comes back to me as I hear my story. The impact that travel has had on my life and seeing different people. You know what else stays with you? What? Student loan debt. Well, (laughs) so Laura actually wrote a great article. It's called Why Why I'm Not Giving Gifts This Holiday Season and What I'm Doing Instead. And it talks about travel activism. So I would definitely recommend everyone check that out. We've tweeted that out on uh, Let Your Voice Be Heard, Be Heard underscore radio, as well as on our Facebook account. So, you know, unfortunately, we do have to bring this conversation to a close, but please let everyone know how they can get in touch with you as well as your studio. Thank you. Yes. Uh, my studio is landyoga.com. Um, and I'm at landlaraland.com, uh, laralandyoga, all over Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Definitely reach out. I'm really into Instagram right now, and I will look for you. Thank you so much, Laura. And I just want to say that I think that we can all take a page out of your book when it comes to not only, you know, uh, working in some type of livelihood and, and making sure that we can support ourselves, but being in touch with community. Don't just go somewhere and take, like you said, there is some way that we can give back, whether that means the 
homeless shelter down the street or mentoring that little girl who you always see by herself because she doesn't have enough parental supervision. There's a way to give back to the community. And I think that we have to stay in touch with that and make that our activism. Even if you're not a dedicated activist, there's something that we can all do to strengthen communities. And on that note, we do have to say goodbye for now. But don't worry, we'll see you in 2017. Let your voice be heard. You sent flowers, but I wish I didn't receive them. All your lies, I wish I didn't believe them. Racism is a kind of prejudice associated with race, ethnicity, or physical characteristics. This kind of prejudice denotes that some races or ethnic groups are superior to others.